Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dan Shepard. I'm joined by Mandy Mouse. <gasps> Monday, Monday, Monday. There it There's is. There's the Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> this was a fun episode. Absolutely. A real party. Mandy Moore. She's an actor. She's a singer. Of course, you love her from This Is Us. Everybody loves her from This Is Us. It's the most popular show ever. And we get into that. And we get into a lot of stuff. We have a shared history that's really fun. It's very fun. I had a fucking blast. 18 years ago, our paths crossed. And then look how the world brought you guys back together. I know. It was a, a miracle we're both sitting there. It really is. It it's is. It's very sweet. She has a new album coming out on the 13th, just two seconds from now, called In Real Life. Now, even more exciting than that, or equally exciting, she has a tour that starts on June 10th. So please, please, please fall in love with In Real Life and then go see her perform it with a whole bunch of talented accompanying musicians. Some of them she's sleeping with. Ooh. Or one of them. I shouldn't ding, say ding, some. Ding. I don't want to imply anything crazy is going on. <laughs> the tour starts June 10th. Go online and get yourself some tickets for that. And please enjoy Mandy Moore. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah, easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by Wayfair. Home should be your happy place, a space where you can relax and just enjoy yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Whether you want the ultimate man cave, a cozy Victorian-inspired nook for reading, an area for family movie night filled with all things retro or something else. And if you need help creating that space, I recommend Wayfair. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas to dining tables, beds, rugs, wall art, and more. I bought a KitchenAid mixer, mixer on Wayfair. You can really get anything on there. And I'm helping a friend redo his living room. And we just... You're just on Wayfair nonstop. Yep. Yeah, it's one-stop shop. It is. They have fast, free shipping. They have everything you need for your home inside and out. They have a huge selection of home goods and a variety of styles. Whatever you're into, Wayfair is the go-to destination to help bring your vision to life. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. He's an We used to live right on Los Feliz Boulevard. Oh, wow. So I would hike there nonstop. And every time I'd be hiking, I would just think like, oh, she lives there. Really? Yeah, because I walked by it so much. Okay, this is a mystery that I hope we solve by the end of this episode. I think we are going (laughs) to. Maybe we saw each other hiking or something at some point? very likely. I don't know. But I mean, your street, that's what's. (laughs) Yeah. The exact house, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you nailed it. I'm just throwing things against the wall, but something like this, like. We had the same publicist. I had to drop them off or pick them up or we had a makeup person or 
I don't know. There was some reason I know where you live. And now I feel very creepy. I think it's a repressed memory for both of you. Oh, my God. And it might get revealed. It's not the first, by the way. First repressed memory? It'll come up. It'll come up. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Easter egg. God, dog it. That's an exciting Easter egg to try to figure out. Yeah, I hope I'm not overly preoccupied with it during this. (laughs) But we did live as the crow flies a thousand yards apart. Yeah. I was there for 16 years. Yeah, I was there for 15 almost. Was it hard to leave there? No. Tell me You know when you're ready to move. I lived a lot of life there. Mm -hmm. I like, I bought that house when I was... 18. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so You're silly. You're a new person. I, yes. Yeah. And so I was very much ready to leave it behind. But it also speaks to everyone's baggage because I think you and I have pretty opposite backgrounds. By the time I was 12, I counted them up. Probably like 10 houses I had lived in. So I'm the opposite. We lived in that house on Los Fields Boulevard and I would have fucking died there. I wanted to die there. So why did you move? Because my wife, rightly so, wanted her dream house. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I was Makes amenable to that. Reason. Yeah. But I fought it forever. I'm like, what function is the house not serving? We can poop here. We can make food here. We shower here. It's warm here. <laughs> like, what is the new house going to- There was gonna, a pool. What's the new house going to do that the current one's not doing functionally? Nothing. Yeah. But she probably wanted a project. We but, all love a project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least from the outside, you had a really pretty stable household growing up. You know? I did. Captain Don. Captain Don. Reliable motherfucker. Yeah. 40-some years with American Airlines, Captain Don. Oh, He wow. just retired. Really? Yeah. Congratulations, Captain Don. <laughs> yeah, Don. <laughs> Where were you based? Here? Uh, I grew up in Orlando. He oh. flew out of Miami, New York. It's so interesting, right? Orlando? Love Orlando. Well, Why? I was just, well, Why? Disney. But okay. we have Disney here. But hold on, Not hold on. the same. Oh, I'll fight anyone who says that. Atlanta, <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. So the mecca for everyone east of the Mississippi, right, is Orlando. Like you're just praying. That's the vacation place. Vacation destination. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I spent all my spring breaks there. My parents both were born and raised there. Oh, they were? Yeah. Like when it was Orange Groves, pre-Disney, obviously. Uh-huh. So that's why we grew up there. Also, I'd imagine there was a good hub for Don. Well, I mean, that's where he started his career, but then my parents moved to Chicago. I was born in New Hampshire. He like worked out of Boston and then they're like, this is too cold for us. And they moved back down to Florida. Yeah. A lot of riffraff down there. Would you agree? (laughs) In Florida? Yes. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a whole thing. I think I'm like anecdotally, I just saw a segment that I've made the whole population. So all forgiveness is to Florida, but- I also used to have to go to Sebring, Florida every Thanksgiving because I had my stepdad's parents live there. So we would go there for that. And what I would run into, like just bored cruising around shopping plazas, was like other 16-year-olds. And they all drove Mustangs. They all live with their grandparents. Sure. There's a lot of kids that were just sent to live with grandma and grandpa down in Florida. (laughs) And that's where the riffraff comes from. Because grandma and grandpa can't keep a great eye on a teen. Of course. They don't have the mobility or the energy. So can you attest to any of the riffraff that I speak of? Does that sound familiar to you? I mean, yes, it was in the periphery, but I did live this really sort of normal, idyllic, regular suburban childhood. Like Catholic school. I went to Catholic school. Yeah, I have an older and a younger brother, like soccer practice, cheerleading, minivans, like... Norman Rockwell. Kind of, yeah. How about the brothers? Did either of them get ensnared in any of the riffraff? No. Really? We're all too boring. (laughs) I don't believe in Norman Rockwell. That's going to be the long-term goal of this. So let's just pave the path that, yeah, yeah, Catholic school, your parents stayed married, they're still married. No. Oh, okay. See? I got there quick. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, just wait for it. Oh, great. What age? My parents got divorced when I was 21, 22. My mom fell in love with a woman. Boom! We love this. I knew it. And left my father. Okay. And it was obviously a very tumultuous time in our family. Sure. Everybody was very surprised. But my mother and her partner are still together. Wonderful. My father met my now stepmom like maybe two years later, and they've been together ever since. So it's like everyone ended up where they were supposed to. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I just had this conversation with someone, and I think I also brought it up to you, because I heard a similar story. Well, first, Rob McElhenney. Oh, yeah. You know Rob McElhenney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his story from childhood. His mother fell in love with a woman. Oh, wow. She says she's not lesbian, but her partner's gay as hell. My mom says (laughs) the same thing. Hate to out my mom in that sense, but she's like, I don't subscribe to labels, but she's been in love with this woman for, Yeah. yeah, 15 years. So I was thinking about this whole paradigm of like leaving your partner right Mm -hmm. and when it's for someone of the same sex it feels like less of a blow right it doesn't feel like oh they cheated or oh my god when you hear that story you're like oh my god good for them like they figured themselves out and they found their best life if it was your mom leaving your dad for a man for the same reasons, let's sure. say. I'm sure that would be a much more difficult pill to swallow for everybody. Yes, and it's just fascinating. It's a paradox. It is because it could all still be for the same reasons, like authentically, like she's in love with this other person. Yeah. Okay, so that's a big ripple. That's yeah, a big ripple. Huge ripple. And you're so right. I'm like, great. I'm so glad for her. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And you yeah. like her. Love. I love who both of my parents are with. Yeah, it's like they get to live out this like next chapter of their lives. Authentically, they're happier, they're lighter. Like my dad especially feels like this fully realized version of himself. Like my parents were high school sweethearts. They were together when they were like 15 and married at 21. So it shouldn't be for everybody. Yeah. Well, also, a lot of people will evaluate a marriage as having failed or succeeded based on do they die married? Yeah. But to me, two people who get together for 30 years and raise three, three children, yeah. that's a goddamn success. Two humans with different desires and yep. points of view. That's Absolutely. a major success. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. What was it like when she told you? Or did she sit everyone down? Oh, they- no, here's the devastating thing. We were all together on a family vacation. It was over Christmas. Mm-hmm. I had bought my mom and dad each a laptop for Christmas as a Christmas nice. gift. And my mom was like, can you set my laptop up for me? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes. I will never forget my parents were sitting across from me on a couch <laughs> watching television. We're in some like rental house in Georgia. I'm setting up her computer and I'm going through the email. like, Uh-oh. And just sort of like inbox, outbox drafts or whatever. Not even like spying. I wasn't remotely interested, but just sort of like clicking through everything. And I saw a glimpse of a draft of an email to myself and my brothers. And I quickly eyeballed it. I can imagine words jumping out. Jumping out. Of course, of course. (laughs) Beautiful mind. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the way I wanted to tell you, but I feel like this is an appropriate exercise of just like sharing what I've been going through for the past year. And 
I don't remember everything, but the bullet points of like, I fell in love and we were friends and I love your father very much. And I quickly closed the laptop once I got like the gist of what the email was about. And I ran upstairs and my younger brother was up there and I told him everything. I'm like, oh, wow. You ratted her yes, out the I second. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you had to get it out. I needed someone on my side to sort yeah. of know what was going on. And uh, he was like, don't say anything because... Dad is clearly, like, really soaking in this last family vacation. Don't ruin it for him. Like, let's figure out, like, a plan of attack once this vacation is over. My younger brother obviously had a cooler head because I was ready to, like— You were going to probably imagine confront her. Confront her and in front of my dad. Like, I I just—I was vibrating with anxiety and adrenaline and— Was the immediate reaction, I'm guessing— Panicked for dad. Panicked for dad. Okay. A little angry at mom? Quite angry. Yes, Betrayed. Yes. I was 22, 23, so I didn't even have like the emotional vocabulary to really understand what I was feeling. And I think like most people whose parents are still together at that age, like I really took a certain amount of pride in them mm. still being together. Sure. And this just like shattered my illusions of my identity of what my family was and who I was in my family. And so, yeah, I did take a step back and listen to my brother, Kyle, and didn't end up saying anything to her for a good week. Like once vacation was over and everyone had sort of gone their separate ways and my mom was going to spend like New Year's Eve with some friends. And Well, things start making sense immediately, right? Of course. Like, oh, right. She went to Sedona twice this year. By the way, they lived in Sedona. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They lived in Sedona for like a decade. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. great place. It's the best. Oh, yeah. Especially for lovers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can only imagine how fucking preoccupied you must have been through Christmas. Ugh, like I imagine every man. every breakfast that would have been so normal. Oh you're yeah. You're like staring off blankly. and Or just watching my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt like this real sense of guardianship over him. And yeah. Once I had that information, I was like, oh, it's so patently clear that he's suffering and he's just trying to enjoy this vacation and take stock of everything and take it all in. But yeah, he was in it. So he didn't know yet himself. No, he did. Oh. Sorry, guys. Sorry, no, I'm staring no, all this the dirty laundry. Right. But I think my mom sort of this told him story, right before way. their 30th wedding anniversary. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Just sort of let the cat out of the bag and had to sort of figure things out. Yeah. She's brave. Um, very yes. brave. Yes. Very I'm going to commend her because do you watch Dateline? I have. Okay. Often people in this situation are like, it's just too hard to tell this person. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, that's how much people don't want to tell they that news to their partner. Partners. It's the wow. most common motivation on Dateline is someone is having an affair. They just don't want to own it. It's so true. I was watching <laughs> so much Dateline with my mom when I was home last. Like we watched like 14 episodes she can't stop i know every episode we're like why don't they just get divorced although then there is all the money sometimes there's money yeah but often they don't want to deal with it they're too afraid well so i commend her for that i do (laughs) i really do or the look at there's other ways so there's like people purposely get caught people kill each other there's a lot of options on the table there's two or you're honest, or you live with it as a lie forever. Yeah. She chose the hardest route. I, think. I absolutely agree. Yeah. And having to like tell your children, your whole family, like who you are, what choice you're making. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, if it was for a 27 year old tennis pro male, it's a different. Now I'm probably not saying brave. And it's silly. <laughs> Anywho. I know, but that's what's so interesting. It, it is. is interesting. It is. But looking back, do you feel like, oh, 
not like in the quote affair part, but just like over your life where you're like, I guess it makes sense. Not, or really. not really. Yeah. No. Just all the trips she was taking with her pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like it maybe had something to do with the fact that like the kids were grown. We were all living our lives and yeah. like she sort of had her autonomy back. And probably a big hole. Yeah. Captain Don's jetting all over the place. He's busy. For sure, for yeah. sure. And so maybe she had some time to really think about, like, who am I? What do I want out of my life? And yeah. came to this choice. I fulfilled my primary obligation. Absolutely. They're all out of the house. Yeah. And now, what do I want? Yeah, who am I? Yeah, yeah. I'm a stargazer in Sedona. I feel like I have shame around my reaction to it because it came at a time in my life where I had a lot of work on my plate and I just sort of put my head in the sand and focused on my work and sort of was like, mom, I need to table this with you. I'm going to compartmentalize how I feel about everything and I'll get back to you in this situation when I feel like I'm able to deal with it. So I kind of put that and her on ice for like a year. Oh, wow. And I have a lot of regret because it fundamentally changed like the landscape of our relationship to this day. I love my mom, but I started in this business when I was 15 and my parents are incredible. I had her or my dad with me all the time and someone who wasn't with me was home with my younger brother. And so like at a time being a teenager when I should have been rebelling and sort of Mm. icing my parents, my parents were sort of my best friends. Yeah, they're your life raft in a very heightened, crazy, hard to comprehend experience for a 15-year-old. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to get to the 15-year-old you. But you're in Orlando. Does that help you think like show businesses in the realm of possibility? Because I'm always shocked when people are young and not from California that they find their way. Like Josh Hutcherson, he's yeah. in Northern Kentucky. Wow. How the fuck does a kid in Northern Kentucky decide he's going to act? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess knowing that there was the option because there was some the semblance Mickey of Mouse a business. House? I didn't know anything about that. Okay. But like Orlando still had like, I did some local commercials and like there was some like Nickelodeon stuff yeah. happening yeah. there. And isn't Disney's Mouse House there? It is there. The Disney Mouse. Club? Um, uh, Club? The Mickey Mouse Club. The Clubhouse. <laughs> but I never watched that. So I had no idea that all those young, talented were people backyard. were right in my backyard. And then soon to be your direct competition. Yeah. I know. And then also all the boy bands were getting assembled generally in Orlando, right? Yeah. Which is funny because when I did end up signing a record deal, which is a weird, crazy story. It's an impossible story. It's this an is impossible the number story. one story that I read that I was like, something stinks in this story. <gasps> First of all, you get interested in it. You start singing. You go to this camp, stage door, oh, manor, yeah. yep. where Natalie Portman went. So this is in New York. You, so you convince your parents to let you go up to New York for a- For Sleepaway Theater Did you camp. go there because you knew she had gone there? Were you- No, oh. but we were campers at the same time. No. Oh, yeah. fun. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I remember people were like, she's a movie star. She's in this movie called The Professional. <laughs> oh, and I'm the like 12. Like, so what? I was like, what? I don't know what that is. Yeah. And they were saying she was a movie star. Totally. Right? And I was like, and they that's were fucking cool. right. They were. <laughs> Holy shit, were they right? Yes, they were. <laughs> they nailed that one. So, okay, then we fast forward to so you've committed yourself to music. Yeah. Well, I was a dorky theater kid, and I used to love singing the national anthem. Never again. I'm done with that patriotic part of my life. But I would go with my pitch pipe 
Because I saw a little like 12 year old girl do it at a magic game. I was oh. at a magic game with my dad. And I'm like, Orlando what? Magic, not a magic oh show. Oh my God. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, she's Shaquille calling O'Neal it again. Shaquille O'Neal, Penny okay. Hardaway uh, oh, days. Oh, Penny Hardaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I didn't even know that was an option. So I was like, can we figure out how I could maybe audition to do this? <laughs> yeah, I sent yeah. in a tape. I got asked to sing at the Orlando Magic. And then from that, asked to do like, the arena football and oh the God. roller hockey and ice hockey. So I sort of made my rounds doing the national <laughs> Now, objectively. <laughs> wow. Because at the time, you're not aware of this. But now that we're all old. Yeah. Cuteness is a huge component of this, why they let people do this. For sure. What would you actually rate your actual skill level at that time singing the song out of five. 10? Great, that's plenty. If you're cute and you're a five. It was probably higher than that. I haven't watched, but if memory serves me, it was Oh God, if there's video, we'll five. play it on the fact check. Oh, yeah, yeah. Golly. Were you trying anything fancy or straight no, up no, the no. middle? Just straight up the middle. Okay. <laughs> sure, in fact, were you maybe imitating one you had heard that you liked, like a version? I'm sure, sure. I'm sure. I just kept it simple. I'd never had any of the little vocal trills. So I was like, let's just stick to the straight melody. And the whole <laughs> I mean, that's a hard song to The hardest, it's it is a the hardest. full octave. Yeah. It's crazy. I've also heard it a million times and I only know like seven words in it. it feels like a hard song to memorize, doesn't it? Weird words. It's yeah. like an old English-y kind of It is, stuff. yeah, the yeah. lyrics aren't. They're not. Idea. Top of mind, yeah. So being at a game, singing the national anthem is what caught the ear of these two producer guys who beckoned my dad and I over. Super creepy. They're like, we work at a studio. If you would like to pay for studio time, oh, wow. we have some original songs and perhaps we could all work together and you could send them off to a record label. Right. What? I was like, what an interesting proposition. They're hustlers. Total hustlers. Yeah. I'm 13 at this point, And I think... Oh, okay. My parents are like, if you want to use some of the money that you've earned in like local commercials to spend like a week in a studio during summer vacation, let's do it. Yeah. So I did. My parents were there. By the way, this is where the crazy story starts. Yeah. That wasn't the crazy story. No. So I'm in the studio recording this demo. By the way, again, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been in a studio. I've never worn headphones. Like the whole thing is wow. just completely It foreign. almost feels like pretend. Yes. I was like, oh, I'm like Madonna or Bette Midler. That was my touchstone as a kid. <laughs> and I just remember spending a couple days in the studio not knowing what I was doing. And this guy. Not a guy. A gentleman. A FedEx. Yeah, a gentleman who worked for FedEx. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. No. Monica, for no. real. Buckle the fuck up. Had a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who was like the head of a &R at Epic Records in New York. And he's like, I can get this tape to this guy. And let me be clear. This is a gentleman <laughs> dropping off a package. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a friend of the engineer. He's not been asked to come there and over. I don't even know how the motherfucker overheard studio yeah. shit when dropping off a package. I guess because he's like always at the studio. Yeah. He comes in and like, oh, what's that? Oh my gosh. Like yeah. he did me the biggest favor and what? sent this demo off to this guy who heard something that he liked somehow, I don't know how. He had signed the Backstreet Boys oh. and had subsequently moved over to Sony. He flew to Orlando. I had a meeting with him. I sang a song <laughs> live nuts. for him. This is, this is a movie. Yeah. This would be like a 90s Disney movie. Yeah, totally. This and I was is like it. finding out you're a princess. Oh yeah. Okay, here are my two major, major issues with this story. <laughs> now, I take it to be a factual story. Sure, I'm not sure. actually challenging the history of what happened. I don't understand a FedEx guy who's just that benevolent. 
I've just not met those people. I know I'm a skeptical person. But he did end up getting like a finder's fee and like okay. they, they okay. took care oh of him. And I think he then decided to like maybe try to be a talent scout. Like there's something that happened okay, in so his maybe, life. Okay, now that helps. Yeah, like yeah. maybe that was his ultimate goal. Sure. And so he's like, hey, fuck it. FedEx, I get in the door. I start sniffing around. I know so-and-so <laughs> totally. who knows so-and-so. Maybe I can put all these pieces together. That makes a little sense. But just in general, let's say. Yeah. A grown man, I'm assuming he was an adult. He was yeah. working for FedEx. Taking a huge interest in a 13-year-old you overheard sing. That's a red flag yeah. for me. Like if my daughter is somewhere and <laughs> sure. the FedEx guy is like, she's special. I'm like, yeah, keep it moving, partner. <laughs> he did a huge yeah, favor for is, me. His name is Victor Cade. Yeah, oh, really, we know his name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, he did something incredible. Yeah. It's just hard for me to believe anyone would do that. Okay, part two. I'm a real deal A&R guy. I work at Epic. Mike's cousin, Tony, <laughs> had drinks with Victor Cade, who has a tape that's going to be sent to... I am never listening to this <laughs> I tape. I know. Why did he listen to I the tape? I have zero idea, Oh, my Dad. God. You yeah. must believe in God. Like, I don't I because mean, none seriously. of shit like this ever happened to me, but... What, how do you explain simulation? It's wild. God, you have to thank my dad. You have a lot to you thank. You owe her father yeah. a thank you letter. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we're he living in his simulation. simulation. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We owe him everything. <laughs> <laughs> All praise be to a show. Okay. So that's a fucking head scratcher of a story. I know. Okay. Now I want to get to my second huge curiosity. So you're clearly a good girl. I guess, yeah. Yeah, and you were in a Catholic school <laughs> yep. when this transition happened. You go on tour. Healthy. Healthy, wonderful, talented, beautiful. Well, I just uh, wonder if we should kind of move away from like good girl, bad no. girl. No. Nope. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't want to for this reason. A better way to say it would be like, you weren't in a single household with drug addicts that were in and out of the house and seeing people fucking. You were naive to a lot of the gnarliness of life. Sure. You go on tour at 15 with NSYNC. Yep. Okay. You must have loved NSYNC. Loved. A fan. Watching them on TRL. Yeah. Uh, Before Victor delivers that <laughs> copy toner that was changing, ordered. Life changing, yes. <laughs> yes. So you find yourself on tour, and I assume it's like an arena tour or something, or something large, big venues. It was an venues. outdoor amphitheater tour with NSYNC. Okay, now, I don't want to get sued by anyone in NSYNC, but here's my guess. The NSYNC guys are up there. They're nice boys. They're but... They're fucking, they're drinking. They're 20 year old, 19, 18. Yeah, 20. like on top of the world. Right. Kings yeah. of the universe. Yeah. When you arrived, were you a little bit like, oh no, these boys are, are naughty. I was kept so separate from them. You are. Oh my God. I was the little tiny opening act. They probably had zero idea that I was even on tour with them or who I was or any of that. Okay, now. And this wouldn't be unique to you. Of the many people I've asked us that have been on the show, almost all of them have experienced it, myself included, is inferiority complex or fraudulentness. Was that the terms? Yeah, like yeah. imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like you find yourself in an outdoor a thing months after <laughs> Victor Cade walks through <laughs> the door. I cannot believe it's so I awesome. cannot. Yeah. Are you like, what is happening? Am I dreaming? That must be the most surreal experience ever. Completely. It still feels surreal to think back to it. What kind of thoughts were you having? Like, you must have had to steal yourself and go like, no, for me to do a good job right now, I have to believe I belong I deserve here. deserve it. 
Oh, I definitely wrestled. I still do every day with imposter syndrome. But I mean, I think I was so in the moment and caught up in the excitement of it. Like I was very well aware of how lucky I was to be in that position. But also I was like, I'm going to just take advantage of it. Like I'm going to really live and be present and enjoy it. And I did. And you had already sang a handful of times in front of like 40,000 people. Sure. But also the benefit of being a young person is you don't know what you don't know. Like I didn't know enough to be nervous and terrified. I think back to like months after that opening up for the Backstreet Boys on their arena tour with like 20,000 girls with glow sticks and I had not a drop of fear. I would walk on stage like nothing with my microphone and my backup dancers and I would just do my my 20-minute set. Now I would poop myself. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when you do your live show coming out, (laughs) someone may have witnessed that. So buy (laughs) tickets now. It just might happen. Might happen. But you're so right. And actually, I do think I'm the type of 15-year-old that would have been like, that's right, it's time to go. Because you don't have a different experience being 15 where you weren't like that. For sure. There's no other gear. You're like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. We talk about this all the time. Did you watch Last Dance, the Michael Jordan? Yes. Okay. So in my opinion, He's at UNC, he's a Tar Heel, and he makes the big shot, right? And it's the finals of March Madness, whatever. I'm not saying any of it right. But the point is, is he made the shot in college, the most important shot of the year. He made it. I really believe he doesn't make that shot. He has a much different career. He made the shot, and for the rest of his life, he'll know he can make the shot. So in some way, I think your confidence must have been just like, Luckily, it went well the first time you sang in front of all those people. And then you're like, it goes well when I do this. Yeah, because it puts you on that trajectory. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You're Michael Jordan. Wow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's the first time and only time. Vicky Cade might want to think about scouting basketball, <laughs> too. <laughs> now, okay, so the instinct thing was just that. But now the Backstreet Boys, were you a little more immersed in the goings-on of that tour? No. I was just a kid. And they were older than me. They, again, probably had no idea that I was on the road with them even. Okay. At that point, you're walking out in the arena. Yes. And you're not like, I got to get, who's in that one? Nick Uh, Carter. Yes. AJ. Ooh, AJ. Howie. Isn't there Brian? And Kevin. Yeah. Good job. You're welcome. Did you have a crush on any of those guys coming into it? All of them. Every one of them. Oh, yeah. Did you not try to like get to them? No. You didn't? Why? Because they were all so much older. How it's old like being a freshman versus like, I don't know, like a college senior, senior in college. Oh, exactly. okay. I don't know what their ages were. I don't know. There was a huge gap. Were you inviting friends of yours to come with you? I wasn't even, no. Oh. Just mom and dad. And I had like four backup dancers, four sweet gentlemen behind me. Wow. Thank God. They were doing the dancing because I'm the worst dancer in the world. So I just like, we had our own little crew and it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> Who assembled this a record label the guy from epic yeah yeah he's like we're bringing in dancers yes and we're- you're working with a choreographer okay no you just cakes. sing don't <laughs> dance yeah that was discovered i gotta tell you one of the funniest things that happened to me this morning is as i was like looking at what you're promoting as i do for a guest and then i saw oh live to her and i was like this is so nuts oh she's gone into singing that's great though yeah, isn't I love it that. yeah I met her as a singer. Like, if anyone should know that you're a singer, it would be me for our shared experience we'll get to. Yes. At her house that is why you know where her house is. That's the second shared experience. We'll get to <laughs> we that. We have lots of shared yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. We might get to that in a fact check, honestly, okay, next yeah. week. That is so wild about identity, I think. is like, I actually was like, oh, right. She was a singer first. I totally remember everything. But just for the last I 10 years. I that as a real compliment. I, I thought you would. Yeah. You flip-flop back and forth between singing, acting, singing, acting, right? So me, I flip-flop back and forth. Writer, 
actor, writer, actor, actor, and then podcaster. I love having something that when things aren't going my way, I can just focus on another thing. Sure. I have more control over. Yes. Has that been a little safety net? Absolutely. Music has always been that for me. It's like, I know it's my creative catharsis and outlet, and I have it there. I don't have to rely on it for anything other than that. And you don't need nine people to tell you you can go in your basement and record a song. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I don't need anyone to tell me I can sit in a typewriter and write a script. It's very empowering. Very empowering. Yeah. Okay. You become a singer. You're on the scene. I want to like now fast forward to the first song. What is it? Candy. Uh, candy. candy. Okay. Let's take a pause right now. You're three, yeah, this three is years my... younger than Mandy. I mean, it's crazy because. She was an adult to you. Yeah. Okay, so hit me oh, with what so, grade you were in. Not adult, but like famous. You were a famous person on my TV. Which sure. makes you an adult in a way. Yeah, when you're yeah. famous, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay, so you're what grade when you hear Candy? Or had you been at a Backstreet Boys concert that she opened up for? <laughs> oh, I wish. Yeah. My first concert was Britney Spears. But <gasps> you were like that I was era. right on my heels, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like Britney and Christina and uh, Mandy. And it was all at the same time. So I would have been middle school into high school. Yeah. And what did you think? I mean, I loved it. I loved candy. Also, you guys are similar, if I can be so dangerous as to suggest. In what way? Good girls. Follow yeah. the rules. Are you still that Love way? Less so. Oh, good. But still in my core. So I was super into all the she was pop a cheerleader. music. Yeah, I bet. I'm trying to think like Candy was probably even in one of our like mm. routines. Yeah, Aww. I'm sure. Oh, my God. Oh, my cool. God. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> but you were different. I mean, everyone was different. Everyone had their own lane a little bit. I would say of the three of you. You can't leave out Jessica Simpson either. Yes. And it, you could almost do a continuum. It was like Aguilera was the baddest girl. Sexy songs. Videos are naughty. Right. Britney was like the lesser naughty. Then Jessica. And then you were the nicest. Is that a continuum we would agree with? I mean, I guess I was the youngest and hadn't even French kissed a boy. Like yeah. I didn't know anything yeah. about anything. But I don't know that like Britney had either. She was placed in that lane. Sure. And whether it was intentional or not, which my guess is it wasn't, it seemed like you were a little bit in opposition. Yeah, it, it wasn't intentional. I felt lucky that I knew that I was my record label's answer to those girls. Yeah. yeah. But nobody was saying, oh, this is the lane you should stick to. Yeah. It was just like, wear what you want. And sure, we'll help you like navigate and find songs and whatnot. But nobody was sort of media training me to do one thing or say one thing or so I was I was kind of just left to be myself which was great they probably assessed that you were innately inherently who you were yeah and that you didn't need a ton of guidance to, I guess as much as a 15 year old can know who they are yeah but I think just being 15 makes you innocent enough and maybe because of Britney and stuff like they saw like oh that's one thing that's a lane checked off counter narrative or yeah. something yeah. yeah another option Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by BetterHelp. Listen, I understand that sometimes you want to keep things to yourself, process your emotions in your own time. But if you keep everything bottled up, it can have some serious consequences. I have therapy on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I had therapy this morning. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and it put me in the greatest mood. We had a long, big day, and I just felt much better for having you were some... not to out you. You were a little grumpy going in. I was. I was. I was to be <laughs> Rob and I received some texts. Yeah, I was morning. locked out of my therapy setting, which is this attic. <laughs> <sighs> 
But then you felt much better after. I felt much better. And I even made some apologies. Um, Talking things out can be so helpful. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. Check out BetterHelp if you've been thinking of trying therapy. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for any reason for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Dax today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Dax. We are supported by Squarespace. Guys, we have a Squarespace website that's just gorgeous. That Wobby Wob, you uh, you built that yourself using all the templates, yeah? I sure did. Yeah. Easy peasy? So easy. Well, the best part about Squarespace is it's an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, and you can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options with Squarespace Blueprint. Plus, you can kickstart or update written content on any website, product description, or email with Squarespace AI. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code DAX. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Are there some fantastic concerts coming to your city this summer? Mine too. In fact, Anderson Pack's playing at the Hollywood Bowl. I can't wait for Ooh, it. Ooh, that's exciting. If you want to be sure to see your favorite artist, you need to jump on it right away. I've already DM'd him saying, yes, I got to be in that front row. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Got your eye on a rock star candidate? ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. Once you review ZipRecruiter's list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Let's go to Punked. Oh, sure. Okay, so this is where Mandy and I met. Yes. So this would be 2003, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay, so you were 19 or 20 then? Yeah. Monica, I don't know if you remember this episode. (laughs) I don't for some reason, because I watched it. It was dramatic. Of all the things we did, it's actually my favorite gag we ever did. Really? It's the only one I ever laughed while it was happening. (laughs) Really? You did? You broke? I had to turn away from her and act like I was crying. (laughs) Because I was laughing so fucking hard because it was so over the top. Walk everyone through, like, from what you were told, what you <laughs> okay. were there for. You're so young. You know, I like, was so Aww. young. Wilmer had something to do with it, yeah, right? Were you dating Wilmer? I was dating Wilmer. Or yeah. maybe we weren't dating anymore. We were still friends. Yeah. And Kutcher and he were best friends. Yes, so, yes. obviously, from the 70s show. And so he's like, can you help with this home makeover show? 
Okay. An MTV homemaker. Okay, yeah. sure. I had an MTV <laughs> relationship and I was like, yeah, right. this, okay, sure. Like, this sounds strange. So my spidey senses were telling me something was heightened, something was a little off, but okay. I couldn't obviously place what it was. Yeah. I never in a million years would it have thought it was It just felt like punked. a weird, oh, okay. It was a weird ask getting to like the site where this house was. It was a mobile home. <laughs> it was a mobile home. And I was okay. like, okay, how... How exactly do you do like, oh, no. you know, a home oh, no. makeover in this particular situation? Like I was really curious what the logistics were going to be. And yeah. it was a mom just on the kind of the side of the highway. It was kind of <laughs> up by Six Flags if I remember. Yes. It was like Santa Clarita area. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was really hot, I remember. Yes. And also, like, as you're pulling up, my first thought, if I were you, was like, where do you start? Get off the side of the highway. You live in a gravel yard. <laughs> Let's move locations, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yes, That'll make you inherently happier. Yes. But you met me because you were the homeowner. And I had my same look as the Nick Lachey thing. I had like long hair and a cut off t-shirt. Yeah, it was like a mullet. Sort yeah, I had of. a mullet under a hat. Yep. That's the role you were okay. born to Really play. gregarious, yeah. real over the top. Right. So, let, okay, that's what I want to ask. Like, <laughs> okay. I guess I want to know what it would be like to meet that person. <laughs> just scary. Scary. <laughs> I was just confused. I was confused by the whole situation. Yeah. The home, who you were, why you were participating. Uh, yeah, why would I be doing a makeover show? <laughs> what a great question. This yeah. guy doesn't even watch TV. <laughs> totally. Oh. I was like, how are we going to do anything for this guy? Like, I was genuinely like, I don't understand the logistics. Like, how are we actually going to do anything in this house? Like, they're... <laughs> There's nothing to work yeah, with. There's nothing oh, to work man. with. And you're probably panicking like, I'm going to fail at this. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. how much of a time commitment is this? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm right. just going to take to redo yeah. this place. <laughs> like, how do I get out of this situation? <laughs> oh, my God. Did you have a girlfriend or a wife? Or was just I you. don't remember. I think in theory, but they, they Nobody weren't Nobody else there. was there. Yeah, they it were was okay. just you kind of giving me the in help my home trailer. tour. Yes, 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 yes. And then... There was a crane overhead, right? There's like a huge crane overhead with the biggest steel <laughs> I-beam you've ever fucking seen. It was like a 40-foot long, multiple-ton steel girder. And basically, after some bullshit no, about no. what we're going to do to and revamp the place. the house, obviously. And we asked her to give a big thumbs up to start the remodel. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. And she gives a big thumbs up in the fucking crane operator. We got a camera on. He's like, what? And then he drops no. the girder no. and it fucking pancaked <laughs> this house. I mean, if that had been real, I can't even imagine what you felt like. Like, oh my God, the house is gone. I never forget. You were like, what'd you do? And I was like, yes, immediately. Oh my God. And I was mortified. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm intermittently like laughing so hysterically. I have to turn and then I'm coming back. I feel like I'm crying. I have to watch this. Oh my God. I feel like I need to rewatch it yes. as well. I don't know that anything's worth watching other than when she gives a thumbs up and then the fucking house is completely pancaked. It was so over the you top. You ruined that man's house with one thumbs up. His <laughs> life vanished. Okay. Like when Ashton was at those things, it was great. Yeah. Because he would run out. 
Yeah. And they, he'd go, I got a new show and you've been on it. People were generally excited to see him. Yeah. When he wasn't there, which this was the case, yeah. I had to tell people, don't worry, you've just been punked. What's punked? Oh, it's a show that's coming out maybe in six months. Yeah, you know, on MTV, no one knows what, yeah, why they awful. just wasted all this time. Yeah. And then, so I remember in that one, I had to play on a jam box of pre-recorded Ashton going, okay. hey, Mandy, you've just been punked. A word you've never heard. Yeah. <laughs> There's no relief, basically, exactly. when he wasn't there. You're like, what did I just do? What happened? Yeah, it just makes everything worse. Worse really. and more confusing. What was the ride home like? You're just trying to put together everything that just happened, yes. I guess. Reeling. Yeah, I was elated because like, what a thing to do. That is a really good setup. It is. Well, just, you know, to start the construction, we just need something for the camera. Just like, you know, but yeah. we had to make her do a hand signal, basically, <laughs> that the crane operator misinterpreted as drop the steel girder on top of the house. So that was so fun. That was so fun. I'm even trying to think of then when the next time I would have seen you in real life. Do you say after these, are you like, I'm sorry or no? Yeah, I felt bad for you. Oh, fuck, if I'm being totally honest, it was a mix. It was a mix of you're a young person. I was 28. You were, let's say you were 20. Some 10% thought, I wonder if this girl and I will like start dating after this. <laughs> Oh, wow, the honesty. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Yeah, just to be a thousand percent honest. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you're a woman of means. I'm just, I'm like, I'm just getting my first shot. That's an exciting opportunity. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, but it's just a can. It's a 10% thought. Yeah, sure. You're about to meet someone. You're meeting someone new and interesting and cool who's famous. Exactly. And And who knows? Crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. You know, within 10 minutes of working together, I'm like, that's a ridiculous well, thought. Or are you also like, well, she'll hate me. I mean, there's no way I could date someone after this because that person will hate me. This will point to my arrogance. That wouldn't be a problem. Like, oh, wow, we just shared this crazy experience. That could be a jumping off point. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> True. We certainly have something to talk about. Something that's sure. broken the ice and the yeah. horn. It's a great story. Yeah, it's a great first story. How did you guys meet? She's flattened my house. <laughs> wow. But then, yeah, I think I guess I would see you around a bit because I then was hanging out with Ashton a lot. You were immersed in that world as well okay so right out of the gate you wanted to act and sing ideally you probably would have gone to musical theater school for sure that was the plan end up in new york hopefully do broadway yes that was the dream yes and i'm gonna include Kristen into this too again rule follower so i've been triggered throughout my life by people back up divorced three kids single mom never home all the neighbors married i felt less than And so the artists I've always liked are other fucked up people. And then I've been resentful at people that seem to just be good people that are succeeding. Mm. I'm not resentful at you, but I'm curious, does it work the other way? Do you hate when someone's getting a ton of attention just because they're trashy or they were super provocative and they didn't really have any substance? There's no people you tend to get annoyed with professionally. I don't want names. I'm just wondering, is there an archetype that rubs you the wrong way? Not really. That's so nice. That's, I guess, what I would expect. Because it doesn't affect you. No, it's like, yeah, there's room for everybody. So, like, when you think of Amy Winehouse, what do you think? Ugh, tragedy. Yeah, like heartbreaking. Heartbreak, like, gone too soon. Just an enormous talent not being able to be fully realized because of that pain and trauma. Do you think people are just genetically good? Or that's a bad way to say it because I don't think anyone's bad. You three, and I'm counting Kristen into this. It seems like a little effortless for her to follow the rules, <laughs> for lack of a better term. And it seems almost impossible for me to do that. Yeah. Do you think it's genetic or it's nurture? I think it's nurture. 
I think. What do you think, Monica? I think it's probably more nurture than nature, but I also don't think it's true. Like there can be an illusion of like, quote, goodness, but it doesn't mean there's perfection. And I don't think there is. There's so many archetypes we could point to really quickly and easily, which is like Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus, both coming out at the exact same time. One being more visually provocative, Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus, and then parents guiding their children towards Taylor Swift and away from Miley Cyrus. And then Miley Cyrus, ironically, is someone who like very much wanted to be married and was married for a long time. It's not the thing that the parents are afraid of in truth. It's like the presentation of it is like somehow scary. Interesting. There's a lot of these archetypes, right? I'm curious, like if you're in that lane, Mm Kristen's in it, you're in it, whoever else you want to put in it, Taylor Swift in it, does it actually make it more scary to fuck up or do you not think about it? I don't think about it. You don't think about it? No. Okay. Like when you got divorced, were you like, oh fuck, this is going (laughs) to... No, not at all. Oh, good. That's great. (laughs) Very healthy. All my assumptions are wrong. This is good. No, I think in that situation, it was just like I was so relieved to have finally found a way out. I had no other notions of what the world's perception of me would be simply having like divorcee attached to my identity or something. But did it feel like a personal failure? No. Okay, good. No, not at all. And maybe that was helped by seeing my parents and having lived through that I do with wonder them. had they stayed. Because my mom, who's bizarrely confident in who she is, she's a gangster, started her own business, built her own house. She stayed married to a fucking asshole for years who was physically abusive. And when I interviewed her, I said, it's so not in keeping with your personality to have been with someone like that. And she said it was the shame of having failed a second time at it. Ugh. Like literally that's what kept me in is that shame was more painful than the other stuff. And so, yeah, I wonder if your parents had stayed married, if there would be a different layer to it where you would have felt like, oh, Jesus, I failed at this thing. I wonder if they had stayed married if I had gotten married. I think Ah. there was like, it was a real direct reaction to like, I'm not in control of this situation, but I can make my own family. Oh, yeah. I think that definitely had something to do with it. Now, the ebbs and flows that you and I have both experienced, I think it's so radical we're both sitting here talking because fucking punk 2004. I know. Who knew? Who knew? We could have been so many different. How did you like dating me for those two years? (laughs) This is a Zach Braff joke. We get that nonstop. You must know that if you dated them. That they're doppelgangers? That we're identical twins. I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's right. That's right. (laughs) I will say this. People generally don't think they look like the person everyone says they look like. Who do people tell you you look like? I don't know. Not anybody. You look like really. me anymore. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I haven't met my doppelganger. Okay. Well, generally, I think people don't think they look like their doppelganger. I don't think you look like Zach. Maybe at a different point of both of your lives, but like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I will say this. So uh, when I look at him, just glance, no, I, we're so different. But when he was talking, when I was interviewing him, there were a couple of times I was watching his mouth and I was getting like, <laughs> like I thought I was looking in the mirror talking. Really? Yes, there's some weird (laughs) mouth nose thing I definitely see. I was short circuiting. It was very confusing. (gasps) Wow. The other thing that happened when I was interviewing Dog the Bounty Hunter, I thought I was talking to my dad like four different times. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) It was wild. Yeah. (laughs) Like Dog the Bounty Hunter could have opened my father's iPhone, I think. (laughs) I wonder if I can open Zach Braff's iPhone. Okay. Enough of that. Enough of that. Okay. Back to the ebbs and flows. So I took those really hard. 
as an actor. Yeah. Like when movies worked and then they didn't work and then they worked and they didn't work. That was brutal for me. And as we discussed, we both kind of had something that we could feel safe. Lean in. on. Lean yeah. on. Mm -hmm. And let me just say for Kristen, she doesn't know which movies of hers are a hit and which are failures. Yeah. Gracefully. She's not interested. She's never cared. I'm so jealous of it. I'm not that way. Are you the same way as her or did it bum I'd you out? I fall somewhere in the middle of both of you guys. I think I was aware of things that sort of hit in a way and then things that weren't as successful, but it didn't bring me down. Do you desire control? Yes. Okay. So here's the aspect that I think if you like control like I do, it keeps affecting the plan you've made. Mm. That's what's disheartening about it. It's like- I have this movie coming out. If it opens at $17 million this weekend, I'll probably do two movies next year. I'll probably do it for this price. Like I'm thinking of what my next two years are like. And really this weekend's gonna determine what my next two years are like. My brain doesn't work it that doesn't. way. No, no. I okay. do like to have a semblance of control, but I don't calculate things in quite that way. Okay, let me try this. So after all this ding, 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 I finally left movies and went to parenthood for six years. And all of a sudden I was like, well, this is heaven. Yes. There's no opening weekend. You know you're doing 22 of them or whatever you're doing. <laughs> Shows, they launch and they have a pretty predictable run. Did you love that part of This Is Us? Loved it. And driving to the same place every day. Are you at Universal? We're at Paramount. Nice. Oh my God. I know, so, so lucky. Close. <laughs> I've loved the consistency. It's the best job I've ever had. Like hands down, the greatest people, the best, most challenging work. I never go to work and think, ah, I'm just on autopilot. Like yeah. the crew, just the entire experience, being home in my bed every night, like it's been the best. And a short commute, that can make your life oh, just yeah. different here in LA. Oh, it's everything. Yeah, if you're like working at fucking Sony or somewhere on the West Side, Fox, like your yeah. day starts with a beat down. Like you're gonna get your ass kicked for 90 minutes before you show up. Yep. But this, you know you're getting away with murder. Yeah. Like I was seven minutes from my driveway to my trailer at, at Parenthood. And at the, every it. drive I was like, this shouldn't happen in life, seven yeah. minutes from work. <gasps> you lucky dog. Also, did you get this when you would drive into Paramount? Would you think like, yes, every time right. I drive through the gates and I have my badge, I'm like, I can't believe this is my life. Same. Yeah. Isn't it the best? You wave to the guys in the yeah. booth. Because you actually, weirdly, you don't get that on movies. Because movies, you're generally in another state. You're on a location. You never drive through that guard shack with your badge. Nope. To your trailer. Yes. It reminds me of Pee Wee Herman when he went under the set. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Truly. People moving scenery and stuff. <laughs> also an ensemble. Yes, but oh. I work so much. You do. In this ensemble, I think simply because I'm the matriarch and I live in the past and the present hey, and the future. You so that up. I, yeah. You yeah. That yeah, I'm up. like, Milo died. Oh, lucky son he of a bitch. He just, yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of work. What is a lot of work? Sometimes every day. I mean, I don't mean to complain. It is the greatest job and I will go every day. But in terms of like the cast and how much we all work. Because a lot of people are working two, three days a week on that show. Exactly. You're the only person that got fucked, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because on Parenthood, no one would work more than four days a week. Wow. No, there wasn't one cast member. I mean, you mm. might have an episode. Sure, sure, where sure. Where you're in the whole thing. You're heavy. But in and, general, yeah. with 14 cast members, people were regularly three days a week. And it's the best. You come into and it's like, oh, I'm here for these two scenes in the afternoon. May just finish. Let's have lunch together. Then I'm going to go do my... What a life. I mean, that sounds luxurious. It's the instant family. Mm -hmm. It's the friends. Mm -hmm. Like you have mm -hmm. friends for life. There's nothing greater than that. That's been like the gift 
of the show, for sure. You're right. Because in movies, it's like you fall in love with people. And you go your separate ways and everyone moves on to their next project. And It might be 10 years before you bump into people that you spent like every single day for three months with and you adore them. Yeah, so this is like, oh my God, I like these people and I get to keep being around them. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're stuck with me. I heard Kimmel asked you if there's not a stinker in the group and you said there's not. There's not. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. You must know pretty much everybody on the show, though. No? I don't You really. don't really? No. They're all just genuinely lovely people. I would tell you. No. Oh, my God. What if everyone, when they get interviewed, there's like, well, there's one asshole. <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know. You're like, you I'm think, the yeah, asshole. there isn't a bad apple like, because yeah, you're the bad they're apple. They're like, oh. Just oh, one person. That brings up a great thought. Like, what happens when the bad apples do impress and they ask, are there any bad apples on the show? And they go, no, there's none. Because no one thinks they're the bad apple. No. I feel like people who are the bad apple know they are. Do you think? Yes. Really? Yes. I think they think other people are the bad apple, but they're not in on the secret that they're the bad apple. Does that make sense? I guess. Like, I bet the bad apple on my show is probably, if they asked, is there a bad apple? That person would be like, yeah, Dax. But they would have been wrong. Of course. Because collectively, it was like 13 against one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've said too much already. <laughs> you know what you do look like when your smile gets huge? Oh, do God. you see it? Garner. Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner. I could actually see When your see smile that. gets huge. That is the greatest compliment I've ever received. Oh, right there. It happened. <laughs> it's this. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, me too. Do I look like her? Yeah, you look like her. <laughs> You're the same. I'm so embarrassed. No. Now, also you directed. Did you love it? I did. Do you love directing? I love it. You do. So much more than acting. Also, I'm like a frenetic human being. Uh, being an actor, it's like you're there for a kabillion hours to work for five minutes. I can't stand that. Was the director's solving a problem all day long. Which I appreciate and I do love. I don't feel inherently like the most comfortable being kind of the center of attention where everyone sort of has Asking to come. Asking questions. Exactly. It's like I can say yes or no or A, B or C, but I don't feel the most comfortable in that position. I did love it, but it really feels like cheating on our show. The writing's so exceptional. The actors are so exceptional. I'm like, there wasn't much for me to do. Well, it's a machine. Really, by year three, it's on autopilot, which is why the cast members make good directors often because the guest director, and for people who don't know this about TV, a movie has one director. TV has a new director every episode. You get recurring ones, which is the dream, right? Mm -hmm. But often there's someone arriving who also directs a bunch of other television shows, so they couldn't have possibly seen all of your show. They watched a couple episodes that were sent to them. Yeah. That's their full understanding of your five-year running show. And then they'll tell you something that your character should do, and you're like, But do you know that two episodes ago yeah. this happened? Yeah. And I don't actually have toes. Do you know that? <laughs> they were cut off in season three. So I can't go on my tippy toes as you want me to in this scene. It can be as crazy as that. For sure. Yes, you have this like deep-seated knowledge of the cast, the story, everything that's sort of unfolded in five, six years as an actor on the show. And you have an ongoing relationship with your cast members. So there's a shorthand. I found the most interesting part of the process 
prep, obviously, because actors don't get to go through like the prep process. So you get all of the different meetings and department heads. And that's when like five million questions are lobbed your way. But I loved it. And it gave me such a deeper appreciation for just how incredible everyone in each respective department is. How much work is done in one week? How much work is done? Yeah. I'm like, wait, I ate that pastrami sandwich as an actor in the scene. And I didn't realize there were like 17 meetings about yeah. this pastrami sandwich. Yeah. I will never take for granted yeah. any prop in a scene ever again as an yeah, actor. You just show up and it's done. And it's you done. You forget that it goes from someone's head into full fledged life yeah. yeah, in eight days. It's pretty incredible. It is. So you don't necessarily want to do that later on, or do I you? I do, but I think at this point, like maybe stuff that I'm involved in as an actor again. Because yeah. for me, I'm like, I need to feel super engaged and connected to something. Because like you said, just jumping on as a guest director to show that I don't know, like it's so much work hosting that party of being yeah. the director and not just attending the party as a guest. It's like, I need to feel like completely connected to something. I, I'm not sure I would be suited to just jump onto someone else's show. Okay, let's talk about being on the road. A couple things. Your husband. <laughs> yes. I swear to God, and I didn't know this till today, who you're married to. If you were to ask me in six years of parenthood, we would have all these bands on that would perform at our studio. And of all the people that ever came in, and there were many, many bands, your husband's by far the most likable person that was ever in there. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, so Taylor from Dawes, do you know this? Mm -mm. Dawes recorded at the luncheonette. Oh. And Wait, what episode? What happened? Oh, what did happen? I should know. I should they know too. They were cute I and I was nice. And oh. I think that was what. <laughs> did one of them date May? Oh, wow. No, I think they were just on one episode. The point is, of all the guys, and they are all they were all so fun. Yeah. Yeah, your husband is just so delightful. Oh, and he was very, very earnest. He was like, this is cool. I'm on this TV show. Oh, like, fun. genuinely. So excited. I love people who are enthusiastic. It's my favorite quality, I think. <laughs> yeah. How did you guys meet? We met on Instagram. There we no go. No way. Wait, really? Because of Instagram, I should say. I heard a song of theirs on the radio, and I looked up who it was, uh -huh. and I hadn't heard of the band. I went on iTunes and saw they had a new album out, and I was like, oh, I posted about it on Instagram. This is seven, eight years ago, before like I knew how to tag people or do any of the stuff you're supposed to do. It wasn't like a sliding into the DM situation. <laughs> yeah. But he saw that I had posted about the band and found a way to like get an email to me. And we just started email corresponding and then went out on a date and that was it. Oh my God, your life. Do you think I'm gonna marry BJ the Chicago kid? <laughs> Who's that? The guy who I posted the video of me dancing oh, to. Yes, and he I thanked did. me. Well, oh. there you go. That's oh. how relationships start. Oh my God. And everyone will be celebrating it That's because so I found my so true nice. self. <laughs> so you guys started just chatting on Instagram. Yeah. Who's the first to say, like, we should grab coffee? Me. Oh my God. Yeah, I was like, yeah. let's go have a meal. And we went and had sushi. And oh it was lovely. God. This is hopeful. I like it. I don't want to create any drama. Well, but what were the odds that you were both single? Was he single? He was single. He was. And I was newly divorced or trying to get divorced, but I was single. Uh, hot off of a divorce. Hot off a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so boy, that was lucky. Yeah, very lucky. Because he's so cute. I he's... imagine he had girlfriend after girlfriend. Uh, yeah, 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 of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys have a one-year-old boy. Yes. Oh my God, you know what's really funny is when she posts pictures with Gus, she writes, hashtag, this is Gus. Oh, that's great. <laughs> 
I hope you'll see Taylor's episode. Did you even know he was on it? Of course. We talked okay. about it this morning before I came oh. over. He's like, oh. do you think he'd remember me? I'm like, I don't oh, know, so babe. he liked me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, I really felt like we had a really fun time. Yes, and he's like, and then he like came backstage once. Like, I don't know if it was that. Bonnaroo or Lollapalooza or something and you, you like I guess popped your head and waved to them and yes. that like went a long way because you know in my insecure mind I was like I had done all that and then I said hi and then I'm, as I'm walking away I'm like A did they remember that they did a TV show B yes are they a huge band now and they think no. oh, was I was annoying them I'm just saying that's where my brain oh, after Dex. interactions goes this is delightful so Taylor and I <laughs> long lost friends go yeah. to chapel and we're gonna get married many suitors after this episode taylor dj, DJ. the chicago kid <laughs> i want to talk about going on the road for your tour and so. matt and matt we have to just shout out matt collins oh my god thank you when did you meet matt collins i met matt maybe like five years ago in toronto oh he did my hair for an event some press there okay and i loved him immediately yeah. who doesn't he's just like an instantly likable yeah lovely teddy human bear. teddy bear yeah and i was like what is he doing up here why is he not back in la right. in yeah. new york like he's so talented and great bedside manner there's a lot of talented people in that Correct. realm but you can't be with them for that long yeah he's such a good hang too and then lo and behold i think it was like on instagram or something i saw that he had moved out to la and i was like oh Finally. You should be and in Instagram commercials. Your whole life is like been put together by Instagram. I mean, so many of us. Come on. <laughs> I know, it's true. It's the modern way to connect with people, but yeah. And so he's been your guy. He's now. my guy. Oh my God. So you know him longer than we Mandy do. Mandy and Laura don't not look alike. They don't I've not look alike. I've never met Laura. I'm so happy She's for the them. Best. Yeah. I wonder if this is going to make you jealous. I hope it does. <laughs> So you've known Matt for five years. I mean, yes, known, yeah. You know him, I want to say, no like way. David Perrier. We've known him for two years. Yeah, well, we should just tell the audience. He is engaged to one of our very best friends. Laura Moses, who also works on the show. It's all very complicated. This is what I hope will make you jealous. Okay. I'm officiating their wedding. Do you know that? I did. I was actually going to say that, and then I'm like, maybe it's yeah. not public knowledge. You were happy for everyone. Yeah. Damn it. I wanted to make you jealous. Jealous? That you're not officiating it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm A-okay. <laughs> I thought you might They're be. in the best hands having you officiate. You will find out shortly. Oh. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. TikTok, so exciting. Yes, but he's the most lovely guy. He is. Mixed messages. He is extreme mixed messages. Which is our favorite thing. His look is biker, burly, could be scary or drug aggressive. addict, <laughs> could be an addict. Felon. I mean, his long FedEx hair, FedEx employee fully who, tattooed. who hangs at recording studios <laughs> listening to 13 year olds sing. Victor Cade type. Yeah. But he's just like the most gentle yeah. person. Kind, so I remember him telling me, he's like, so I met this girl. And I'm in love with her. Aww. And like, this is the person I'm going to marry. It was so romantic the way he talked about how they just were going back and forth and how long they were on the phone with each other. Yeah. And I oh. was like, oh. Yeah, it was a COVID romance. It was a COVID romance. Yeah. I just love that sort of yeah. romance. And see, again, that really delineates you and I, which is lovely. I'm envious of you because you probably were like, oh, wow, he is going to marry her. Yeah. 
Right. I would be hearing that and be like, you're a love addict. There'll be a new person you're in love with in three weeks. This is your thing. <laughs> no, I've totally bought in. I know. And you were right. Yeah. You're the right way to be. Glass half full. I'm the wrong way to be. Okay. Your tour. <laughs> we're there. Does it give you anxiety? Sure. Having the baby? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been on the road since 2007. Whoa. Yeah. That's 15 years. Yeah. You might blow out a knee. Yeah. I might poop on stage, guys. (laughs) For real. Well, the order of events might be new dance move, blown ACL. Ow! Oh, fuck. You know, such bad pain that you forget the other thing that's happening. Bowel movement on stage. You forget to hold everything. Well, the good news is I will have my husband and most of Dawes as my band behind me. No way. Oh, this is a dream. The family band. Gus will be with us. It's going to be great. You got to learn some like Partridge family. You got to do something cheeky about that. I know. Yeah, get the baby out there singing. It's going to be past his bedtime. And let's not get him on stage. People like to do this. I don't want to be judgmental of anyone. It's a lot of stimuli. It's a lot. I see people bringing their children out on stages and there's all like thousands of people with camera. I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah. He'd freak him out for sure. I was just thinking if I could like kind of start working with him to prep him, you know. Please, be my guest. (laughs) I don't know how I would do that, but pop out of places. Yeah, drums. Bring him around, play your drums. Oh, yeah, bring him downstairs and I'll just play the drums. Oh, he loves the drums. Does he? Yeah. Of course. His uncle's a drummer, so he's he's been around music and in the studio for Will you guys be on a bus? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Family on a bus. Family on a bus. How long is the tour? It's like two Two weeks. Two (laughs) days. Two weeks. And then there's like a two-week break and then another two weeks. Cool. What cities are you going to? Kind of everywhere. Up and down both coasts. Everywhere in four weeks. Let's move some product. What cities are we going to on what dates? Portland, Seattle, LA, Dallas, Atlanta, Charleston. These are great. Yeah. What size venues are you playing? I mean, we're playing like the Ryman in Nashville, which I'm super excited about. But we're playing the Fonda here. We're playing oh, like theaters. Like yeah, it kind of varies. Fun. Yeah, That's so nice. It's going to be fun and intimate. And we were four days away from going on the road. I put out a record March 6th of 2020, my first album in Perfect like 11 years. To drop an album. <laughs> and we were four wow. days away from going on tour when the world shut down. So this is kind of like, I have a new record now called In Real Life and going to hit the road now and play the last record, this new record. And, and so In Real Life comes out May 13th. Yep. That sounds like something, does it? May 13th. No, the Ides of March are in Friday March. Friday the 13th. <laughs> It's not a Friday, is it? (gasps) Friday the 13th. Oh my God, your knee's going to blow out. You're going (laughs) to poop your pants. And then a goblin's going to come out and whisk you away. I hope. Yeah. If everything goes as planned. Guys, what an exciting thing to witness in real life. Yes. (gasps) In real life. Ding, ding, ding. See Mandy in real life singing songs from her new album in real life, in real life, which is not Instagram, ironically, but you have found a way to make Instagram real life. I mean, somewhat. I mean, you're pulling people out of that fucking digital space and becoming your husband. Yeah, that's true. Your hairstylist. (laughs) I brought you here. Yeah, she did. Instagram. Yes. It's true. Should you guys get rid of 
every other form of communication. Perhaps. <laughs> dump your email, dump your text. It's all we need. Well, Mandy, was this fun? Did oh you enjoy gosh. this? Oh my gosh, it's everything I hoped it would be and more. You're delightful, both of oh, you. Oh, that's oh, so thank nice. you. So much fun. So much better than the last time you had to deal with me and you were <laughs> flattening my house and ruining my dreams. <laughs> oh my God, I just remembered what the premise was. What do you mean? I was going to propose to my, oh my fee, like girlfriend. That's right. And I was going to present was an the added element. Yes. So you didn't just ruin my house, you ruined my Your future. Whole life. Oh, wow. oh my God, I just remembered that. Okay, well, we still don't know oh. why you know where Mandy lived. but I we'll think it's going to be in a fact check. I bet, like, I'm going to be eating my rice and ground beef in two or three days, and I go, that's why I know where she lives. I can't wait to hear. Me too. I'm curious. I know somebody that was staying at your house or working at your house. Something your house. Because I promise you I wasn't just like with a star maps driving around the neighborhood. No, and nobody would know my house no, anyway. That's no. weird. And to be honest, I would probably go to someone's house that I thought like had a drug problem, maybe going to be in their front yard doing something crazy. Sure, sure. Uh, this is where I'd start. Yeah. Sure. You know, Not my house. Yeah, which is great because you're going on the family partridge trip. <laughs> yes, exactly. You don't make it to the family partridge trip. If you're family in your partridge. Is that what it's called? Partridge, partridge family. family. <laughs> Well, Mandy, I'm so glad you had fun. We had a ton of fun. So much fun. Aww, thanks, and guys. everyone should download in real life when it comes out on May 13th, Friday the 13th. Very spooky, very auspicious, mm. very great time to download in real life. Thank you, Mandy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm. Ooh. Myrtle Beach, I have so much nostalgia. Me too. I did a spring break in Myrtle yes. Beach. Yes. Did you guys used to go there from Georgia? Yeah. It mm. was a very common beach destination. Ugh. Long sun-drenched days, live music every night, and 60 miles of uninterrupted coastline to enjoy. The beach truly is where your best self comes out. Combine that with the irresistible aroma of fresh seafood, southern classics, and local low country cuisine from over 2,000 restaurants, and you've got yourself the perfect vacation. You belong at the beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. That's visitmyrtlebeach.com. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. <laughs> no, I did not do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Natrol. Sleep is a big deal. If you're not getting your Z's in, then it just makes everything so much more difficult and you feel a long way from the top of your game. So every now and then, not being able to get sleep and stay asleep is so annoying and you think, ah, if only there was something that could help. Well, there's sleep and then there's natrol sleep. 
Natrol is America's number one drug-free sleep aid brand, helping you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. Natrol melatonin gummies are made with clean ingredients like 99% pure melatonin to work with your sleep cycle, helping you sleep better, making the next day your best day. Natrol. Sleep tonight, live tomorrow. Click, tap, or visit natrol.com to shop now. This product helps with occasional sleeplessness. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent diseases. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Monday. All right. Ooh, Monday, Monday. Cool. <laughs> oh boy. Man, Mandy Monday. Mandy Monday. But if Monday, you say Monday. I want to say if there's a, there is an accent where maybe it's the same word, right? Like Monday Monday. Monday Monday. What accent is that? It's a mix between British and Australian yeah. and neither. But what it did make me think of is you know, famously here in the states, they would always advertise generally truck pulls and monster truck rallies and whatnot. Mhm. And they would go, Sunday, 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 right? Yes. So that was a big call to action to go see some motorsports or so, something that yeah. was going to be fucking wild. They'd always end those things with, we'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <gasps> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Now we're in the country that is neither Australian nor Great Britain. Okay. And Monday is the big, big That's day. the big day. Monday, Monday, Monday. More <laughs> is performing live. Wow, that actually works well because more sounds like it's go just going to be more. Excessive. But then it's Mandy more. Wow. Monday, 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 more. <laughs> oh, God, I've grossed myself this out. This is mind expanding in the way our last fact check was. Oh. See, we're just bouncing back and forth from fact check to yeah, fact yeah. check. Yeah, yeah, tiptoeing all around. Mm -hmm. oh. You promised a lot. You wrote a check, I hope you're asking cash. Yeah, I can, and I'll do it oh. right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Because you said that we were going to get collapsed on yes, last fact check. That's right. Because of the rain. But you know what's why it's a huge ding, ding, ding? Why? Because you're punked. Oh, You're punked with God. Mandy was a collapsed. house collapse. Okay, so I watched it today. Oh, you did? I was laughing so, so hard. You were. I was so afraid it wouldn't live up to what we had laid out. <laughs> I, fact, I have was, it here. Okay. Should I play it? Maybe just a moment of the collapse. Okay. Okay. Are they all on YouTube? This one is. Oh, wow. Crashers. Where Todd Oldham goes in and redesigns someone's house. Right. So there's a real show, Crib Crashers. Todd's agreed to come on and help us mess with Mandy. She thinks that she's actually really doing the show. Yeah, I like the time people are living in like a fancy house or something. Not on my show, man. We do it redneck style. So we've got this challenge behind us. I think it's also called a mobile home. Dax has got this character that he does, which is like this kind of hillbilly and not necessarily too bright. We got a trailer. We got a crane. We got a steel beam. Oh, when I pull a lever on this crane, that 2,000 pound beam I have in the air is going to crush this house like a cart of eggs. Oh, I know why. All right, we're ready. Yeah, look, we are on the side of the fucking highway up there. Hey, Mandy. Look how sweet she is. I know. So nice to meet you. What a pleasure. Such a big fan of you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for inviting me out today. I'm so pleased we could do this today. Oh, my God. So I think you need to get hooked up with some Yeah, she can tell she is panicked. She's panicked and smiling so big. I'm Dax. I live here with my girlfriend, Bree. Hi, 
Nice to meet you. She's gonna be really excited. You're you're her absolute favorite. So she's gonna be uh, super excited. Bobby should start by having a tour of the place and really see what we're gonna be working with. Oh, yeah. Bree got a shout out. I know. I thought that was This is basically our living room, but we sleep in the living room because. Uh, why sleep in the bedroom? I figure it's not like we have kids or anything, you know. And we kind of hung up some of these. <laughs> That's some logic. Oh, by the way, it was because here. the yeah. well, was the like bedrooms were unshowable. We live in front of a mountain range and we live next to a desert with palm trees. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. What are you gonna show them next? I'll do bedroom, bathroom, and then master bedroom. She's bedroom. so worried. Okay. Yeah. Have you had some of this like stuff looked at? Oh my at? God! So the scene. No, we. we you know when you have you ever bought a car online or on the internet? You purchased this on the you internet at your home? Yeah, yeah. You can buy trucks, cars, uh, houses, boats, uh, dune buggies, four wheelers. I had no idea. Hovercrafts. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they just decorative or something. I mean, I guess so your whole crew, everyone's wearing a hard hat. Is it yeah. because that crane is there? I mean, I really think like. <laughs> The house isn't necessarily in the best shape, so maybe if we could do something about that first and foremost, I think that'd be most important. I wouldn't want anything happening to them in the house, you know what I mean? It just doesn't necessarily feel so safe. Alright, here's the scoop. We got Mandy in the middle of nowhere thinking she's fixing somebody's house. Let's see how good she fixes it. Was the house in two pieces? Is that? Yeah, this is a double wide. You have a standard. I'm pretty sincere in this, I'm happy. They fasten two different pieces together. Well, maybe we could do something about kind of fitting ceiling. the house all together yeah. as well. <laughs> this is the bathroom. Um, it's got a real good-sized tub, as you can see. I can actually uh, stretch out in there all the way. <laughs> or you, did you just move in? No, no, we've been here for 18 months. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. well, maybe it'd be a good There's, start. It's... I like the bathroom as is, but unless, unless you guys had some I mean, I better ideas. <laughs> There's definitely as I mean, we need I'm stuck on as is. Yeah. Some of these things. A little replacement. Just, some it, color would help. Maybe it, just a, a little bit of cleaning as well. That would oh, be a great oh, start. Yeah. You know, well, some, that was some Tylex up in here. Oh. Do you have like a place to, uh, for towels or a storage like area? A, yeah, yeah, maybe. No, we just put our towel there. <laughs> the kitchen's nice and roomy. Our nice towel. Open to a. Many options. This is why it's got to be perfect because, um, oh, here we go. Once we do the house and everything, and she comes in, she knows that you design it. And if it's perfect, then I'm, I'm gonna be proposing to her. Oh, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, wow, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's nice. beautiful. I, I kind of got oh, sold no. into it. I don't know anything about rings, and the guy just kind of told me what to get. Oh, <laughs> well, it's a good choice. See I think it looks try it good. on, maybe see if see if it would fit you, see how it looks on making her try on the <laughs> oh, ring. No. Models. <laughs> She's such a good it. sport. But we, we promise we're going to do our best here and fix we'll it up. Give it a go. <laughs> She's making a promise. Here, so. She's going to see it through. <laughs> so that's, that's pink. It is. Mandy, is that your favorite color? Because she'll uh, want to live in your favorite pink's color. Not, pink's not my favorite color, but uh, if that's uh -oh. what you guys had in mind, oh, it's no. not. Ted, did you, is this what you wanted? Yeah, my name's Todd. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. Well, 
This is a 10 percent, I think. Maybe even as this pathetic person, I could maybe. Oh gosh. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Hi, I'm Todd Oldham. I'm here with Mandy Moore today Sad. and Dax. We're ready to crash his crib. We're going to turn his new house oh. into a brand new love nest. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, we're here with Dax, who's very excited. Your girlfriend, Bree, I guess, is anxious to see what we'll do with her home. Nice. You guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's, Let's get, get started. started. Oh. <laughs> she just pumped her fist for people here. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> just still. Look, I'm, I'm laughing. Sure. I'm trying to not. I'm trying to stop laughing right now. Why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, wait, is it, is it, was anybody hurt? The house was clear, wasn't it? Was anybody inside? <laughs> My ring is in there. Why did you guys do this? You got, you were supposed to come fix up my place and it, oh uh, my there's, no, there's nothing to fix up now. <laughs> oh. What did you do to my house? Right there. Ted, are you going to fix this? MTV was supposed Sad. to fix this up. We were just doing the intro. Mandy, what, what, what should I do here? I don't know. God. I don't know what to tell you. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, as long as no one was hurt, everything can be fixed. It can be repaired. I know, but I'm sure the ring is fine. <laughs> she was supposed to come home and her house was I know, I know. I, I, I'm just... I have to see what's ruined. What did you... I mean, Todd and Mandy counted it down. I mean, they did it. We said let's... <laughs> he said to be animated. He said he wanted an option of me being a little bit more animated. So I said let's, you know, let's get it started. Oh, you did that? That's the release. <laughs> I, I'm going to go call someone. That's... Like, there's a release signal. That's the release signal. This is the only thing I have left. <laughs> it's a boombox. Hey, Mandy, what's up? This is Ashton Kutcher. We just punked you. Look, it, that really means nothing are. to her. Uh, there's yeah, no such show as punk yet. Awesome. That's really oh. key. God, that was... <laughs> yeah. Do you hold my hair for me? Okay, now I'm going to transition into charming here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did, yeah. I can't wait to get out of that hair. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, you wanted to get out the hair because you wanted your real self <laughs> yes, show. Yes, yes, Just start in talking case. normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, though I'm, even though I'm talking about Bree the whole time. Oh, my God. You are so funny. Oh, oh come on. You really are. Come on. I was, oof. <laughs> Thank you. That was oh, a fun boy. one. But, but, you know, because I've told you that, you know, the few times that I've been in a hotel and it's on somehow mm -hmm. and then I'll watch on, I'm always sad because oh, my memory of them is always better than they were. Oh, no. That's the first time I watched one where I was like, oh, my God, that's really funny. It oh. is hysterical. I mean, you got to think like that's what I really wanted to drill into for her is like I want. <clears throat> All right. This is abstract and maybe it's, does, it won't make sense, but we can only watch that one way. Yeah. We're in on it. Yes, I know. And I really try to imagine having an event in my life where that's all real. Yes. It's so bizarre. Yes. Oh, you know, sure. you're actively worried about this person and then. <laughs> that's really recycled. That's the oh. Nick Lachey, Jessica Simpson character. Same hairpiece. I just own that, you know. Yeah. That was mine. Well, that's what Ashton said. Like, Dax has this character. <laughs> right, right. He has a wig is what he has. Yeah. <laughs> And oh. then in the Nick Lachey one, you know, I kept calling him Rick. So that kind of became my signature move on mm. 
I'm mixing up. I forgot I did Ted though. That's that was so funny. I'm so glad you liked it that much. Oh, I'm old enough that that seems weird. That was my in my life. Yeah, that's like 20 years ago. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, I'm going to leave a lot of that in, but I want people to watch it because oh. the facial reactions are incredible. And that's a lucky accent. I think I was laughing for so long. It took me that long to steady myself, steal myself to. to turn around and then engage in the whole scene. But it kind of ends up working fan because you're just speechless. <laughs> but I wasn't speechless. I was laughing really bad and covering my face. Yeah. Oh, my And maybe God. were you... When you said I have to go see what's ruined, were you going to go laugh somewhere? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the ring is in there. That was a fun episode, Mandy Moore. So fun. First of all, we've had kind of a drought for women. Yeah, a little bit. Not a, I don't know if a drought. These things are streaky. They're yeah. cyclical. Yes, that's right. A lot of yeah, dudes. she was really fun. I enjoyed her. She messaged me after. She did mm -hmm. on um direct messaging mm -hmm. system? Yeah. What did she say? She said, I know you have a lot of friends, uh, but if you ever want to get coffee or a cocktail, let me know. And she uh, gave me your number. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. We can't talk about it, but we've had another guest that befriended you on, on Instagram, and it really got exciting. Leon? No. That's who I thought you were talking about. Who are you talking about? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Yep. Okay. All right. Did we ever figure out how you know where she lived? We oh, didn't. that never came to me. You know, I had a, um, I was in Vegas for a family-ish reunion on Kristen's side. Mm -hmm. And I saw my, you know, what are my nephews and niece through marriage. And it was so fun. This is a total sidebar. Mm -hmm. But Benny, who I've known since he was four years old, mm -hmm. three years old. Famously, we were at Kristen's dad's house for Christmas 14 years ago, whatever. And he was so little that on Christmas morning, this is the first thing I heard in the morning. And his sister's name is Lucy. I heard, Lucy, it's Christmas Eve. Aww, he thought Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so Aww, I've been saying, Lucy, it's Christmas Eve forever. So I walk in, I haven't seen Benny in a minute. He's now a ninth grader. He plays football. He's on track. He's, He's a fucking beast. Yeah. D fucking traps, six pack. I walk in his shirts off and I was, I almost couldn't be there. We saw him at, in Michigan for just a second. So that would have been like three years ago or three two years, years ago. ago. And I remember thinking, oh my God. He's so ben cute. Ben is too. getting so cute. <laughs> yes. Like, exceptionally so absolutely world class and he was just selling some popcorn or something for one of these like teams athletics things yes yeah yeah and i bought some and then he sent me a, t a very sweet text oh he did yeah so he's such oh a nice God. boy oh it's fantastic and i've never been i've been an uncle to nieces yeah my brother's daughters who i adore but it was really fun for me because I had my Uncle Randy, who I love. My Uncle Randy was very competitive. He's a great basketball player. Yeah. He would mess with me in a really fun way. I love being messed with by my uncle. So I had the opportunity. I was just would not stop talking about Ben's physique. Mm. Then we got on in the basketball court. Then I challenged him to oh. a pull-up contest. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And then a foot race. Wow. Okay. So I blasted him on the pull-up contest. Okay. No shade, Ben. 
And then he fucking ripped Tom and I a new one on a 200-yard dash. Wow. And he gave us three seconds head start. Wow. And he got us at the finish line. Nice. It was all so fun. Good. I really dug it. Anyways, I think that distracted me from putting together the pieces of why I know mm. her house. Mm. We'll never know. Maybe in three or four years, it'll be a ding, ding, ding. Okay. So what's the most common motivation for murder? Because we talked oh, about Dayline. Okay. Can we take guesses? Sure. Number one, I'll say crime of passion. Mm, great uh, guess. Oh, boy, boy, but hold on, hold on. We have a lot of inner city gang mm, deaths, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, homicides, mm -hmm. guns. I don't know. That's a tricky one. Anyways, let's hear. I don't know what I'm talking well, about. Well, according to this, there's a few, you know, there's a few, and these categories are chunky. Okay. Clunky? Well, no, I would say chunky oh. uh, because they fit too many things in there. Uh-huh. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. According to this, 41% arguments. Now, that's uh. alcohol-influenced brawl, drug-influenced brawl, Ooh. argument over money or property, oh. other unspecified arguments. Can we? That's not a crime, crime of passion. Is crime of passion specifically about you catch your lover with a lover? Because okay. I meant that. Well, there's a sex portion Ooh. that's 2%. Oh, that's very small. And it says prostitution, romantic triangles, rape, sexual assault. Mm. But romantic triangles yeah, seems that in sounds there. like it's in there. Mm -hmm. Theft is 9%, robbery, burglary, larceny, auto theft. Drugs and gangs. Here we go. That's 14. Oh, so smaller. Narcotics, gang killings, juvenile gang killings. Mm. Other felonies. See what I mean about chunky? Mm, yeah. Arson, gambling, other suspected slash unspecified. That's 11%. Other non-felony. That's prison killings. Ooh. Child killed by babysitter. Oh, my God. Wow. Whoa. Sniper attacks, other unspecified. That's 24%. Other unspecified is in all of these. I don't love that. Anyway, yeah. arguments, yes, 41%. What are we looking at? Manslaughter. Is that, what, is that a category? Like vehicular manslaughter? No, because this is murder. Oh, that's right. That yeah. would be an accident. Yeah. Even though you can get manslotty. Yeah. Okay. And now this other one, there's this other article. Okay. That is talking about like female murders versus male murders. Murders or murderers? Murderers. Murderers. Yeah. So females who kill. Yeah. It's just like Ooh, saying like- That's is a good there... show on Showtime. Females who kill. Ooh. Patent that. Okay. That's my pitch. Showtime, do you want to buy it? <laughs> yeah, this is just saying, is there a difference? This is taking a study in Australia. Mm. Monday, Monday, Monday. <gasps> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> They're saying there's not that much of a difference. They have seven homicide event motives okay. in this. And they have revenge, jealousy, thrill, love, love in quotes, gain, Conviction, not gains, gain. Right. So like not like a muscle gain. thing. Yeah. Conviction slash hate and concealment. That is to cover up another crime. Wow. You just said gain. Mm -hmm. I ordered monogram towels for Black Mold Paradise. You did. I did. They're embroidered. That's nice. And you know what they say? Of course not. BMP. Ooh, what's BMP? Black Mold Paradise. Oh, no, I could write a bunch on these. There's a lot of writing on these. What do you mean? Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's two lines of um, text you can oh, put. Oh, okay. So I shouldn't have said monogram. Embroidered. Okay. Mm, is that the right word? Sure. Anyways, Dan Gaines, Meat Hoss, Black Mold Paradise. 
Wow. Uh, wow. Hoss. H A U S. Wow. Dan Gaines Meat Hoss. <laughs> I was kind of proud of That's that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's my pitch, too, to everyone. Um, the movie or the show, Dan Gaines Meat Hoss. You could totally have a reality show set in Black Mole Paradise called Dan Gaines, Gaines Meat Hoss. Meat, meat Hoss. Meat Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll be here before this airs. Not that my friends listen to this anyways, but I do want guys to just be lifting in Black Mold Paradise because I have some group lifts. Mm -hmm. And they throw, hey, you need a towel? And I just pitch it to them and I don't say anything. And then I see if they read it. <laughs> and then I hope they giggle. I hope they giggle <laughs> But I too. won't go like, look at my towel, yeah, which yeah, I'm yeah. doing right now. Yeah, and a lot of them do listen. I think Perfect Ten Charlie listens to a lot. Also, he does. happy birthday, Perfect Ten Charlie. Oh Shout my God, out. happiest of birthdays, yeah. Perfect Ten Charlie. Okay, All right. what episode of Parenthood was Dawes in? Great question. Mm -hmm. I was very upset that I didn't know. Mm. You didn't. That didn't even ring a bell, did it? No, it, it did. Oh, it and did. that's why I was like, wait, what was that again? I know what you're thinking about now, which I had forgotten. She dated this great, oh, I'm so embarrassed, I can't think of his name at this moment. He was a real life lead singer of a very popular band, but then he was a full on actor on her show. He was on many, many episodes and he was phenomenal. And I loved him. And I think that's who had a thing with May. Mm -hmm. And he was mean, like yeah. he was a bad boy. Well, he's like a rock star. Yeah, but he was like mean to her. Oh, he was? Yeah. Okay. Okay, the episode is called Politics. Peter. Your best buddy, Peter. Peter Krause, much love. Directed it. Mm. This is what was happening with Crosby in that episode. Oh. <clears throat> um, okay, so Adam wanted to sign Dawes. That's why it oh. was he, they were in the episode. It was this whole thing, and you were going to have to bend your usual rules in order to stalk Dawes and bring them to work at the luncheonette. Mm. But you were also dealing with Jasmine moving in with Dr. Joe. Oh, that fucking Dr. Joe, that yeah. son of a bitch. You know someone put fucking Dr. Joe's cookies in my trailer? What's that mean? There's like, <laughs> I think there's like Trader Joe's brand. They're like Oreos. <laughs> They're like Joe's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Joe's. And they Get the did fucking that? Dr. Joe's out of my, yeah. Wow. I would have this whole thing where I hated Dr. Joe. Well, yeah, you maybe you were feeling method. Yeah, that's right. And then I know what happened with Dr. Joe. Tyree slash Jabbar got hurt. And we took him to Dr. fucking Joe. I know. And Dr. Joe did a great job. And I think I saw. Well, now he, he helped my son. Now yeah. I love Dr. Joe. But then, spoiler, you end up with Jasmine anyway. In a rainstorm. Even though. Maybe that's why you think they're romantic. You had a very romantic scene. Oh, that's a good idea. You're also dating a, the cello player. Oh, right. I yes. remember that. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. It's a lot of sex tension in that uh, show. Oh, my God. So many tenchy. All right. So that's Dawes. Okay. Covered that. Great. There's also Michael Jordan UNC moments. Oh. Best moments. Oh. Okay. I'm just going to read the headlines. Okay. The cradle dunk. Versus Maryland. That was 1984. 84. Mm -hmm. George Orwell. The Rock, the Cradle Dunk, became a fixture in Jordan's deep Rolodex of high-flying slams. Oh, high-flying slams. The Tip-In and Steal against Virginia, 1983. <gasps> Ooh. Tar Heels were in trouble, down 16 points, with 843 remaining. 16 points? 
This was a furious UNC run cut the, oh God, I don't know any of these words. Okay. So they won. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Hope no one has that T-vote. The career high 39 points against Georgia Tech. The career high 39, 39 wow. points. Wow. Okay. Sorry, Georgia Tech. Not sorry. Of course, 39 is a long way from 63. Yeah, that that's mean? his NBA high. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. wow. That's okay. Will Chamberlain got 100 points in the game. Don't worry about that. Okay, don't worry. Right. The Duke performance, 1983. For every compilation of great Tar Heel moments, at least one has to be against Duke. Mm. The championship winning shot versus Georgetown. That was 1982. That might be the one that, that was on Last Dance. Mm. When it's a championship, that's always a big deal. Yes. Um, people will probably be curious why I haven't, I didn't talk about the race on Thursday's fact check. So I just got to get that out there mm. really quick. The second, F1 race? Second race of the season, Saudi Arabia. Let me set the table. Brand new cars for 2022. Entirely designed differently. They uh -huh. operate differently. The downforce is coming from underneath. They're trying to clean up the turbulence behind the car. It's changed everything. It's been radical. Wow. And we don't know what team's going to be great yet. Cars that are usually in last are up in the middle, so on and so forth. Mercedes. I saw. Yeah, they're like a mid-pack team this year. That's Third, fourth. Crazy. At any rate, it does appear that Ferrari has the best car. I think you oh, could really? say Ferrari has the best car, at least out of the gates. That's not to say that they won't be altered in some way. Ferrari had the advantage. Ferrari out-qualified Max. Mm -hmm. They were all practices. Ferrari were running faster. Got to give it up to Perez. He got pole position. He had a fucking flyer, a banger, a goddamn, it was a showstopper of a lap in qualifying and ended up in pole position. But Max started way down in fourth with arguably not as good of a car. Mm. And he raced his little heart out, his mm. little Dutch heart out. Uh. He trailed the whole race until the last three laps. And there's this really crazy new dynamic happening because the cars are so different. All these changes were to encourage the drivers to follow each other much closer. Oh. Because when they used to do that, they would lose 47% of their downforce. So they could no longer turn in the corners. Oh. But now there's not nearly as much turbulent air. They can follow really closely. There's this thing, DRS. If you're less than a second behind the person in front of you in a DRS zone, you drop the wing, you get more speed down the straightaway, up to 18 or 19 kilometers an hour faster on the straightaway. Okay. But the problem is, is so if you are to pass somebody, let's mm -hmm. say in this uh, case, Leclerc was in the lead, He's in the lead, he's in the lead. Max could pass him, but if he passes him on that last turn, he will be ahead as they cross the DRS zone and then Leclerc will have DRS. Mm. So what he's gotta do, and now this is a whole new dynamic this season. Okay. They're trying to time their passes against these DRS. It's And it just came about in this race. Interesting. And to watch people real time adjust for it because there was a moment where Max had passed him, but then all of a sudden Leclerc had DRS right away, passed him right back. Okay, he learned. Next time mm. around, he's going to pass him there, and then he realizes, I can't pass him here. They both locked up the brakes going into the last turn. <laughs> Smoke everywhere. Fuck, this is crazy. Wow. And then in the last fucking time, Maxi timed it just perfectly where he was gaining all of his momentum, but he didn't pass him in the turn where he normally pass. And he just waited to right after they crossed DRS, he had the leap, but he had DRS. And then fucking Leclerc couldn't catch him. It was so exhilarating. Wow. Last two fun. laps. Last two laps. He got it. Nice. Oh, man. I hate to say everyone knows where my allegiances lie. Yeah. Max you Verstappen. Like Max. I do. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. 
I watched a lot of Severance. So good. Let's talk about that really quick. I started it and I'm caught up. I mean, it's a week by week. Yeah. So I'm I'm caught up until the new episode. It's so good. Adam Scott, who we loved to death. I don't want to give too much. You can't. We can't talk too much about can't really it. Can't talk about it. Mm-mm. It's on Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. It's Adam Scott, John Turturro. John Turturro. He's impeccable in it. And he always is. I know. And you just get reminded every time he's in something like, oh my God, he is one of the most unique, authentic, <laughs> stimulating actors mm-hmm. to watch say words. It's incredible. Yes, it's it's incredible. Maybe we can say the premise in a light way. It's a high concept. I guess in theory it's in the future, but you can't like, really- maybe t- not. But maybe not. Yeah. But, uh, but a very simple one, not like crazy sci-fi, just- one advancement that they figure out in medical science that yep. allows this crazy thing to happen. Yeah. Very believable. Yeah. And it creates so many thoughts while you're watching it, right? So many. Great I would show. highly recommend. Favorite new show in a while. Yeah, same. All right. All right. Was that Eddie? That, uh, let's any see if there's Audi? anything else. Oh, Damn, Easter egg. Oh, just one more quick thing. You know, I like watching videos, cooking, uh, skincare. I also like watching Architectural Digest home tours. Oh. Mandy Moore has a great one. She does. Mm-hmm. Her house in Pasadena is on there, and it's gorgeous. Mm. I want to look. Send it to me. Okay. Okay. All right. Love, Love you. you.